Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Actor's Guide. Well, today I have a very dear friend on the line. You might recognize her, I'm sure you would, from uh, Passions and Scrubs and oh, all sorts of stuff. And she has agreed to come on the line with me today and just talk to us about, about her career, but also about just the advice she has for you. I know most of our listeners are, are young actors, uh, producers, and screenwriters, and she has done it all. So she is here. Her name is Christy Ferris. Hey, Christy, how you doing? Hey, it's great to be on. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's so great to have you on. And and I'll tell you what, just uh, you know, full disclosure, guys, uh, Christy and I have, have done uh, some work together on the stage. And I will tell you, I, I think we've been, we, we started working together at least a decade ago. And I'll tell you, she is brilliant on stage, behind, you know, in front of the camera. And that's why I think you are the best person to have on this show, because you're going to tell us a little bit about everything. But before we get into some of the the producing stuff you've done and and others, tell us how did you get into the industry? Were you a child actor? What did you what what made you want to be an actor? Well, I knew at four years old that I wanted to be an actor. Mm -hmm. I mean, there there was no other option for me, <laughs> and I was very lucky that my mother. You know, she just made sure that we were at the best schools to um, cultivate our, um, you know, what we wanted to do in life. And so right. she made sure that I was at a school for the arts in a way, not a private school art. So yeah, <laughs> we, we de definitely didn't do that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I knew what I wanted to do when I was four. And then um, I booked my first commercial when I was 19 in Boston when I was in college. Mm. And then I moved to LA um, my senior year because we had a program, Emerson College um, in Boston has sure. a program in Los Angeles. So I moved to LA and the week before I graduated, I booked my first TV show and then booked seven shows in six months. Oh my goodness. Now, were, yeah. were you majoring in theater Was or what was your major? I did. I started both as a double major in musical theater and acting, mm -hmm. but in order to do the L.A. program, I had to drop the musical theater program, so I oh. just uh, graduated with a BFA in acting. Well, that's fantastic, and and obviously, you know, it, it paid off for you. I mean, you just come out here to L.A., and like you said, within six months, you were you were getting busy. Did you get an uh, an agent right away, or did you do that on your own? You know, again, um, I my <laughs> this is the one thing for all you actors out there. <laughs> there is no norm. Like okay. this is how you do things. This is you know you got to do it this way, right? Because you don't know what the right you know fit is for you. And right. so I remember people telling me, "Oh, you're not going to get an agent. You have no credits." Mm -hmm. And I didn't. I didn't have any credits. Right. But that commercial, and I had this. Uh, I don't want to say horrible, but 
uh, it was a student film where I kept going out of the screen. So showing that to, <laughs> you know, an agent would probably not have been the best thing, but I did anyway. Yeah. But I had an agent that found me through wow. um, school. And then I had a friend that introduced me to another agent, um, Elia Dorian at Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I think you're fantastic. Come on, let's get wow. started. And that's when I booked all those shows. Now, what I can say is that most of those shows, though, I ended up getting on my own from my own connections. Wow. So of those seven shows, five of them I got on my own. Wow, that says a lot. That says a lot. I, I just had somebody on last week where I was asking them flat out, you know, with especially with the new the, the new online way of, of, of submitting auditions and, mm-hmm. you know, actors access and all this, mm-hmm. you know, what the importance of agents are now. Now, I, I'm sure there are agents, and mine included, who wish I had not said that. But but uh, the point is, is that, you know, there are many ways to make a break. Like you said, there's not one, you know, sole way of doing it. Well, right. uh, so uh, you you've, you got your, your training. Obviously, you got college training. You came out. You, you know, you, you did auditioning. How did you get, let's, uh, I don't know, which came first, passions or scrubs? How did you get those roles? Uh, passions. Passions <laughs> was my first one. Um it was funny because, you know, when I booked those seven shows and then I booked a national commercial and then I booked this pilot that I, I just knew was going to go and, and it did get picked up and oh. I got recast. Oh. Uh, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Why? Like, because they gave me a standing ovation when I left the set because, oh. um, you know, I just they really loved, you know, my work. Right. But what I didn't realize at the time was I got recast because they said I looked too old to play 16. So right after that happened, I got, I went through a depression. I thought I was never going to work again. And nine months later, like birthing a baby, Mm -mm -mm. um, after I started volunteering at church Mm -hmm. and serving and doing all these things to lift my spirit, I ended up, um, getting this audition for passions. And when I went in and booked, you know, when I went in for my first audition, um, I knew that they were going to ask me for my age because my girlfriend had already told me and she mm-hmm. was older than me and uh, the character was 16 and she was like, do not tell them your age. So I argued with the casting director oh, about telling my age and then I could tell she was very frustrated with me but she ended up giving me this call oh no and then I messed up in the audition twice and was like I'm sorry I need to start again Uh uh-oh uh you know what I'm still not listening to you I need to start again (laughs) and so I know she's looking at me like this girl she's difficult she's right yeah but she gave me a call back so when she gave me a call back I went in with the producer Lisa um who has recently passed away Mm. but I went in with her and Jackie, the mm-hmm. casting director. And again, I mess up in the same spot. I'm <sighs> like, I'm sorry, I need to start again. <laughs> so of course I start again mm-hmm. and then I'm into it and everything's going great. Mm-hmm. And then I put my hand on the table because the setting was just completely different mm-hmm. than normal. It was mm-hmm. like in a room and uh, a room that was um, an office. And mm-hmm. so I put my hand on the table, which was a glass table, and it almost fell over. Oh, no. <laughs> so, of course, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So by the time I got mm. to my car, I was like, oh, God, if you just give me another chance, oh. I promise I can do it better. And before I even left the lot, they gave me a call back. So I was like, wow. oh, my God. So I was going to test for the show. And wow. then 
when I got ready to test, um, I messed up again in the same spot, but I started again and did it. And I remember leaving after I did the audition. I remember um, a couple of people who were from the show who were my age actually stopped me and was like, that was absolutely amazing. Wow. And I was like, so I didn't worry about it. And right. then sure enough, I ended up booking that. And um, But and you know, I, 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 I like to, to think sometimes the frustrating parts of our auditions give us the energy to, to do something maybe we wouldn't have normally done. And 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 that creative kind of push that say, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm going for it now. I I blew it. I'm going for it. And if they don't like me, I you know whatever. I love the fact too that you had a disappointing thing that happened with the the pilot show, and then you you gave of yourself. You said you volunteered at church. You just decided to just you know instead of wallowing, you you tried to stay you know productive, but for others. I I think that's kind of a I don't know a a a psychological healing you know for you and uh, helped you move to the next next part of it by the way i'm not going to tell your age i think i know your age but you look 20 years younger always than what you are (laughs) you i mean when i first met you and we were working together on the stage and you were playing a young woman in the show Mm -hmm. that we do Mm-hmm. And I thought you were perpetually 20 years old. Uh, you know, you were just, uh, and you still look 20 to me. And so that's shocking to me that they didn't believe you were 16. But um, yeah. but anyway, well, well mm-hmm. let me let me just add sure. when I went and when I booked Passions, which I ended up doing three years on, mm-hmm. I was playing 16. So, I know. you know, you just don't know. Yeah. What, what everybody is seeing. Right. One person could say, no, she doesn't look 16. And the next yeah. person could be like, oh, yeah, she looks 16. So. Now, did you get the scrubs role while you were doing Passions or did that come after? It came right after I left. I decided to leave Passions. Uh-huh. Um, and I would say maybe a couple of months after that, I ended up booking uh, Scrubs, which oh, was wow. an amazing ex- experience because <laughs> every black woman in Hollywood wanted that role. I bet and they, they actually want, Yeah, they actually wanted someone else, and I knew who they oh. wanted. And so a girlfriend of mine told me, and she was like, hey, they really want such and such, but mm. she's lacking in this. And so uh-huh. I got some friends together who would comedian. <sighs> and we went through the script and we marked it down and you Mm -hmm. know i remember zach brath uh Mm -hmm. saying she's amazing you know what i mean wow and you know you did some homework you did some investigation and you wrote a one-woman show and i know this came later and and we're going to go backwards a little bit but i want to move forward so that i i can get this in because i saw it and you <laughs> blew me away. You wrote it. You produced it. You starred in it. It's called In Search of O. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's got, it's, it's kind of earthy, guys. But I tell you what, <laughs> I'm telling you what, man, uh, you had me on the edge of my seat. The stuff you did, I, I want you, I know that we've got a lot to cover here, but I have to get this in. First of all, what inspired you to do the, to, to do this one woman show? How did you have to prepare for the role? And I know what you're going to say, but I want you to tell the audience. Go ahead. In search of O. 
Yeah, so I wrote it. It's based off of my life, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in search of O is about waiting until marriage at twenty-seven to have sex, and right. the fantasy versus the reality of that experience. <laughs> so it's it's a quite funny experience about you know mm-hmm. the whole thing about sex and marriage and divorce and you know yeah. finding this orgasm but finding it in a way that you least expected not the the way that everybody um, receives it right. or thinks that they should have it and so um and it's about connection mm-hmm. um and i found myself being in this business and life is that i was you know although i'm very social i'm a social bunny and i give and i serve i'm i'm really not as connected as mm-hmm. as i could be and so um in order to achieve this orgasm in life, right. you have to be connected. Right. And and so, like I said, uh, what you did on stage, you know, how, you know, the, 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 the well, the physical nature of, of this role was just enormous. And uh, how did you prepare for, for, for this role that you wrote? But I'm sorry, it just, it's not, it's not that easy what you did on stage. Talk, talk about uh, how you had to prepare. You know, I I did a workshop um, called "What's the Story" with Stacy uh, Chaikin, mm-hmm. and um, and she she helped me kind of develop the story by just writing two pages, and then we right. you know discuss it, and then from there um, I was able to get Lois Roach, who was my mentor um, from college, to direct it, and um, you know. I guess because it came from my life per se, it right. wasn't as difficult with the preparation. Okay. Um, I think it was more of the fear of will people get it? Mm. Will people understand it? Will right. people accept it? You know, um, will they think it's, you know, oh my God, I can't believe she's saying that or doing that. <laughs> right. You know, there was the fear of like my friends and my peers right. and my Christian friends. Oh, but yeah. It came from a place of truth. Sure. And I think more and more people can relate to the story yes. than not. Yes. I just think people don't talk about it. And this opened the door for people to actually talk about sex and the connection and right. things like that. I loved it. I loved I tell you what, it was just, it's brilliant. And I, I, I'm not speaking in past tense. I, it's brilliant. And I hope that, uh, I, I know you're still moving it forward, right? I mean, I'm sure that, that you, you're, it's not shelved. You're still working toward it, right? I mean, again, it would be great and it would be great to add a second, you know, second half because I wrote that mm-hmm. show, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you said, um, over 10 years ago, yeah. um, I would love to bring it back and I almost did it this year, uh, oh. earlier this year, but I ended up not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to put it up or allow some other actors to do the right. role and direct them in it. Oh, I would I would love to see that. That would be yeah. fascinating because you would be able to 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 I mean, I think you could just pull out of somebody something that maybe they didn't even know they had because it's <laughs> your it's your story, but it's also something you did so well on the stage. Uh, you would help other actors. Uh, that could just be a workshop. But uh, yeah. we'll we'll talk about that later because I want to talk about that. <laughs> I love the show so much. Let's talk about you. Uh, I think I remembered that at, at one time I was reaching out to you. We were just, just just a touch base and you were in Atlanta 
working. And, and, you know, let's talk about that because a lot of people, or at least back when I first got started in the 80s, you know, you had to go to Hollywood. There was no Atlanta, you know, really very little happening in other major cities. So talk about that. Is, 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 is that a big thing still where, you know, other cities are starting to branch out and Hollywood ain't just the only place? Oh, definitely not. When I after I did my one woman show in 2012, um, I really felt like God told me to pick up and leave mm. Hollywood. Good. And I was like, well, I don't like that doesn't make any sense. And I knew that I couldn't share that vision with other people, because if I did, they would mm-hmm. have told me like that was stupid to do. Yeah. Um. So I literally packed up in 12 days and I moved to Atlanta. Wow. And that was the best thing that could have ever happened because again I had went through the divorce and had stopped acting for a little while we had the um you know reality shows started picking up and mm-hmm. I just didn't know where I fit right. um and so I moved to Atlanta and I worked so much <laughs> that's great and just a small spirit like a small uh time period mm-hmm. that it was amazing And then I started teaching because, you know, again, it's about serving. I started teaching the business of acting to other actors Mm. that were there. And all these young actors who had been trying to do it for three, four, five, six years finally started booking work. And so there was, again, another blessing that came from that. But you don't have to be in Hollywood. Um, You just need to be close to a major city, whether Mm -hmm. it be Austin or New Mexico yeah. Or tech, you know, another places, other places in Texas as well, mm-hmm. New York, um, and then of course Atlanta is definitely the hot spot. New or- New Orleans and North Carolina, right? So, North Carolina um, is huge right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you just you just mm-hmm. have to you just have to do your due diligence mm-hmm. and your research and the work to mm-hmm. find out where the right places to be. Right. Right. And uh and that's the thing. And I mean even if you go on to backstage uh, you know backstage magazine, you know, or online backstage, uh you know, all the cities that are that are constantly auditioning. I mean, used to it was just Hollywood and now mm-hmm. it's just every major city has uh, big stuff going on, movies, especially movies, but uh theater, everything. Um I wanted to ask well, Mm -hmm, Go ahead. Well, I just want to add to, and you also have to ask yourself, what is it that you want out of the business? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, are you trying to be a big star? Are you trying to be like, I want to be friends? Or are you trying to do the things that you love and get paid to do it and make a living off of it? And if, you know, that'll also help you determine where you end up you know, being placed. It doesn't mean you have to be on a friend's network, NBC or something like that. You can be on a smaller, you know, streaming network and make good money and become extremely popular. Right. Um, and and have a good life. So, but everybody might not know you, but you still will have a fan base. And um, you and you, you know, have to ask yourself that. Go ahead. And multitasking is is something that that I think we we make light of. But you just don't just do television or just commercials or or just movies. You know, you do right. a little. Of, I think I remembered uh, that you. What what was it you used to do? The looping. Didn't you? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. And and uh-huh. that was a, a little moneymaker, you know, and it was something you did a lot of. And uh, and voiceovers, too, for you. Talk about uh, talk about your work in voiceovers. Yeah. I mean, you you really have to learn how to diversify because mm-hmm. one minute 
And, and this is the thing I think people don't understand about the business. One minute you're who you are, your genre could be hot, right? you know, but then all of a sudden it changes. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, 16, you know, that 15 to 20 year olds are hot. Mm-hmm. And then it's 20 <laughs> to 30 is hot. And then 30 right. to 40 and then 40 to 50. It just depends. And then it could be race could yeah, be hot. Right, White right. people are hot. Black people are hot. Latino, Asian. It just yeah, depends. Right. And on those times when you're not hot. That's right. Based off of whatever it that's is right. that you look like. Right. Then you need to learn how to do other things. And so I make a significant amount of money doing voiceovers. Oh, wow. And there's like there's like 13 different genres of voiceovers, mm-hmm, which, right. you know, you know, I because can. you you did it as well. So you have to um, learn the different, mm-hmm. you know, parts of the industry. So you're not just right. doing one thing. You can tap into producing. You could tap into directing. Right. You can tap into the voiceover world. Well, so now, you just now have to tap, tap for mm-hmm. a second for us into your directing. I think Amy Victoria talk about uh, talk about the the uh, the show Amy Victoria that you directed. Yes, I had a friend of mine over the COVID <laughs> pandemic. Oh yeah. Um, at the height of it, called me and says, "I want you to direct," and I was like. I don't know about that, <laughs> but I'm gonna send you Ted and a couple of other oh, my friends. Yeah. And then he was like, "Yeah, great. I did book Ted, but I really want you to direct." And I was like, "Well, you know, I've never directed on camera, just stage and musicals." Right. And he's like, "Yes, I know, uh-huh. but I think you can bring something to it." And I was like, "All right, fine." Uh-huh. So he says, "Oh, by the way, we're doing this via Zoom, so you're gonna have to learn how to direct over Zoom." <gasps> oh my goodness! Oh. And oh. let me just add one more thing. <laughs> Your two actresses are deaf. So you're going to have to figure out how you're going to communicate and get what you want and need out of your deaf actresses. Oh, my goodness. Um, so it was definitely a challenge. It was just short. It was a part of a web series. I have to ask um, you, though, did they read yeah. lips? Did they? Uh, one of them did. The other one did not. Oh, my goodness. Um, so... It was very interesting, I guess. but I I was able to work it out. And also to filming, like if you're filming and you need to stop mm-hmm. because, you know, she had to have her husband there. Both of them had to have their husbands there right. to, to do the camera work, right? you know, because they're doing it at their own house. Um, and <laughs> if you're rolling and mm. you need to stop, you can't stop because they can't hear you. Right. You right, know, and right. then learning how to like, how do you convey what you need right. from the actor when you can't say it with words? It's like, how do you express yourself? Well, how did you do that? You know, what I learned from the whole thing was we tend to talk at people mm-hmm. and we're not really 100 per- 100% connected mm-hmm. with the other person when we're talking and we need to make sure that it lands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make sure that I was looking directly in their eyes and making sure that what I was saying was landing. Yeah. And that was how I had to communicate. And, and thank God for Google uh, <laughs> Meets because they also uh, they have closed caption on there as well. Oh, that's so, wonderful. OK, yeah, well, that, that yeah. no, I love what you said, though, at the at the beginning, well, you know, uh, make sure it's landing. I mean, make sure that, you, like you said, you're not talking at someone. But yeah. to have the, 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 the captioning down there, uh, you know, at least the words were, were also getting through. Um, wow. And can we 
we see Amy Victoria and how do we do that? Um, it will be online soon. Right okay. now, it's still making the festival rounds. Okay, um, how's it doing? Well, it's won two awards oh, so far. Great. It won Best Director. Oh, <laughs> and here you, I wasn't going to do it. You little and, nut. Oh. Uh, yeah, Best COVID uh, Film. And, oh. you know, of the seven episodes, this one became so popular that yeah. we pulled it out and made it into a, a short and oh. uh, made the festival run. So. Well, uh, that is the that is just just I've got chills. <laughs> That just made me feel so happy, you know, for you and for all those involved, you know. uh, And you said, was Ted Lange, our friend Ted, was he involved? He was. He he ended up directing one of the episodes as well. Oh, of the series. Oh, that is yes. fantastic. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I actually I'm in the talks with Ted right now to get him on the show and and to interview him. Uh, and uh, of course, you know, Ted was our director uh, of the yes. show that, that that we did, Lady Patriot, which <laughs> I I would love to do again. It was so wonderful. Uh, uh, let me ask. Uh, we're running out of time, but let me ask you. Um, you know, I, I think when I was on your website, and by the way, we'll be linking everything we're talking about will be linked to this podcast, including your website and whatever else. And you you and I, Christy, we can talk about what you would want me to, to link as well. But uh, you have, a, I think you might even have a Facebook page about the business of acting or something. You, 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 do you network on Facebook? Do you network on social media? How do you stay connected in the industry with people? Um, so there's so many ways. I mean, (laughs) there's Instagram, like people connect on Instagram and Twitter. And, um, if you're trying to get in for auditions and meet different casting directors Mm -hmm. for certain shows that you want to be on, you Mm -hmm. know, you can actually email them. Um, but you have to do it in a special way. You can't just email them because that would become like annoying. Right. But I teach the business of acting to show you how to uh, how to network and how to communicate and and stay uh, connected to different people in the industry, how to market yourself. I think um, we have a master class that we could do with you. Oh, I, I, absolutely. If, you know, we're going to have to talk when, when this interview is over because I have been meaning, in fact, I've been uh, advertising on our website about a, a master class in the business of acting. You teach oh. it. Let's just talk about it when when we do another episode. Um, but yeah, keep going. Uh, so you 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 do this. Uh, how? Tell us more about that. Yeah, I mean, it's just again all of the students that I've worked with. Um, I used to do it at different colleges. Mm-hmm. They would ask me to come in as a celebrity guest. Aww. But um, but it became. It, I was actually more excited to work one-on-one with people because mm-hmm. everybody's at a different level. And everybody that I've I've worked with booked their first show in the first, I would say, four to six months or got an agent within the first four to six wow. months. And when I say book their job, I mean something that's like a speaking role, sure. a paid gig. Oh, yeah. Anybody can walk through scenery. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's why people take your class or, or, or ask for your insight. Uh, mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Now, do you charge? Or how do you normally do? Because we're going to do a masterclass. I'm telling the audience now. So I'm committing you, girly. <laughs> but <laughs> but I want to know, do you normally charge people? You know, is this a, a paid workshop or is this something you just do online? 
Yeah, no, it is a paid workshop. I used to do it for free when I first moved to Atlanta, and then I realized nobody was taking it seriously. Oh, there you go. No, really? "Mm, Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. So Mm -hmm. we're going to start charging, and I'm going to weed out the people who really aren't taking it serious. And when I realized that when people Mm -hmm. um, pay for it, they actually do the work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also um, don't allow, when I do it, as a class, I don't allow people to stay with me more than two months. You know, when you do sure. these classes, people are trying to keep you there for, for their money, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, to get money and, yeah. oh, you got you need to stay with me. But yeah. most of the time, you know, people are like, hey, can we do another month? And I'm like, nope, you know exactly what to do. Oh, my gosh. I gave you the tools. Now yeah. you have to use it. You got because the whole point yeah. is for you to trust your instinct. Yeah. You got to trust your gut because everybody's going to give you an answer on right. how you should do it, but it's different for every single person and there's mm-hmm. no right or wrong answer. Mm. So you started I the interview you- out with that. You started this interview out with that statement yeah. and you were in practically ending with it. And I think that's so refreshing. You're saying yeah. some things that we needed to hear, you know? Awesome. Uh, very, very, it's a very subjective thing, this industry and, and, mm-hmm. and your experience. But there are some truths and there's some principles that, that mm-hmm. really do need to be followed. And that's why people are, you know, coming to you. Uh, but like I said, I want us to do a master class and get your, just, just, you could just maybe put together an outline, give us a little, you know, we, we know this would be free, technically. But uh-huh. uh, but I, I would I would hope that our listeners would then take advantage of of your services beyond the master class. And how will they do that? As as a last question, uh, if if the listeners right now want to uh, you know in, invest in your in your business of acting class, how do they do that? Uh, they can email me um, at the business of acting workshop okay. at gmail dot com, oh, okay. and then we would do. A consultation. I would have a conversation okay. to see if to see if it's a good fit. I appreciate you, Christy Ferris, for coming Thank on the show. My goodness, you've taught us so much in just thirty minutes. Um, but we're gonna have you on again. I've already committed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And listen, we're going to be linking all of this stuff on the podcast. Uh, and it will, uh, this podcast uh, airs just day after tomorrow. But uh, we are so appreciative. Stay on the line, Christy. I'm going to say goodbye to the crowd. This has been the Actor's Guide. Tag, you're it. This has been the Actor's Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com slash podcast.